What Else with Corey Mann on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. One-on-one conversations with some of your favorite artists. Find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker.com. What Else with Corey Mann on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Welcome, everybody, to episode 47 of this Disney Plus Reviews. I'm Phil Souza, and I'm here with my good friends, Grant Rocketman Youngsma. How's it going, Grant? Oh, I'm just doing so much better, Phil, knowing that I just watched this great movie. When you say just watched, tell the folks at home what you mean by that. Um, We're literally recording at about 7.52 on a Monday night, uh-huh. and I literally finished it probably... 7.40 on Monday night. <laughs> so I literally just watched this movie. This is like... The first time ever. So, I mean, this is like the closest thing that people will get to like a like a ride home from the movie theater yeah. discussion. You literally so, just watched so, it. So, I mean, this movie is very fresh in my mind. Um, if you couldn't tell by the title already of the episode, we are talking about the the Rocketman uh, himself. Rocketeer. The Rocketeer, Yeah. Uh, 1991's hit classic. Uh, Grant doesn't believe me. Uh, you'll understand why here <laughs> a little bit. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about um, 1991, the year that was The Rocketeer and uh, the explosion uh, that this movie was. It and really, the year I was born. And the, and the same year. I mean, it was a big year for <laughs> explosions. Grant exploded onto the scene. Um, and we'll talk about the the Rocketeer. A uh, big part of, of my growing up, I was twelve uh, when it came out, so that was I was kind of like right in the you know the uh, the target audience, if you will, for this movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, we will talk about the movie here in a second, but uh, we like to uh, introduce you to the show and then talk a little news, and then we'll get into the movie. So, if you're just joining us for this podcast, this is an unofficial Disney Plus podcast reviewing the most popular stuff on Disney Plus, including this 1991 classic, The Rocketeer. Today, uh, I feel like I should have said this at the top of the show, but uh, apologies for missing last week. We so we missed what like five, four or five episodes ago. We missed a week. Yeah. I really like when we started the show, Jack and I started the show, like I really intended to never miss a week. Like mm-hmm. if we were going to be, one of us was on vacation or, um, you know, something was going on with grants or whatever. It's like, okay, we'll do, we'll record early or late or we'll do, we'll do like a, a marathon Saturday. We record two episodes back to back. We'll, we'll make sure we make up for it. I got, uh, went to vacation. Um, we recorded the day before I left for vacation. We were going to record the day after I got back from vacation last weekend. And I had a killer cold, man. Mm-hmm. Like my throat was hurting. Like yeah. I, I had pain in the back of my throat for days. Um, I could barely talk. Uh, I was going to work. I, I did miss the first day of work after I got back from vacation. So I had kind of an extended vacation there. And then I... Um, I texted Grant and I said, Hey, maybe tomorrow, maybe Tuesday, we'll get something going. Tuesday came along, still felt like crap. Um, I went, I worked the rest of the week, but I said almost nothing at work, which is unusual for me. I do a lot of talking. And then, um, and then I barely fe- started feeling better by like Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, anyways, and then we had both of us had a, a crazy weekend, so yeah. we are exceptionally late on this episode. Apologies for that. Um, what that means, though, is that everything's just been pushed back a week. So we said we were going to do Rocketeer last weekend. Obviously, we're doing that now. Um, D3 was supposed to be this weekend, the current weekend that we're recording. We're going to push that back a week. So um, here's the schedule for coming up, and we'll, we'll say this again at the end. Uh, today, obviously, Rock, Rocketeer. Uh, a week from now, or probably we'll record this weekend sometime. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, is going to be D3. So mm-hmm. I'm super excited about that. D3 Mighty Ducks uh, 3. And then, we, like we said on last episode, which was two weeks ago now, it's, it's hard to believe it's been that long, we are going to do Hocus Pocus uh, almost a full week before Halloween. And yep. that's on purpose. We know, like, hey, wait, we know Halloween is on Saturday. We could release an episode on Halloween mm-hmm. night. But then a lot of people wouldn't get a chance to listen to it until, yeah. like, November 1st or 2nd or something like that. It's like Halloween's already over by then. Where Everyone's looking forward to Thanksgiving at that point. So we want to get you, get you guys something to listen to the week of leading up to Halloween. You can listen to it on the 31st if you want or, you know, the, the, week, the days leading up to it. So that's the plan for that week. And then, man, it is Mandalorian time, and I'm super excited about that. So um, the first episode of Mandalorian comes out on October 30th. We'll review it on – we'll record something on the 31st, 1st, yeah. s- somewhere around that weekend and um here's my promise to you on mandalorian we're we're going to review every episode of mandalorian season two so if you're excited about it like we are uh guaranteed we will have some talk about every episode the first episode of mandalorian probably that entire disney plus reviews episode is going to be all about the mandalorian we're not going to talk about a movie that week uh that weekend um after that uh we will always have talk about mandalorian we may splice in some movie talk as well uh especially as you know interesting stuff is coming yeah. kind of coming out in november um but uh we will always talk about mandalorian even if it's only for like 20 minutes or so we, we want to make sure that we keep that discussion going so uh and we'll uh we're in uh, talks and negotiations about maybe having a third person on um and we'll tell you more about that as we know more in the coming weeks so uh, before we get to the movie, though, let's uh, cover some news. Yeah. Uh, what was the big news that came out this um, week? Just last week, uh, Disney announced that Soul would be coming to uh, Disney+. Plus. And for those of you that don't know, it's uh, the next upcoming Pixar movie. And it was scheduled to come out this summer. And that got delayed, of course, by COVID. And it was going to get pushed back. I think it got pushed back to November. But now, uh, where on the street is that Disney Plus is going to bring it straight to Disney Plus. And unlike Mulan, there will be no fee for this movie. That's crazy. That last part is crazy. Yeah. Um, I... Mulan was a huge movie, mm-hmm. but boy, it's really hard to top Pixar. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I to me they're about equal. I, mm-hmm. I I see a Mulan remake and a and the next Pixar movie, especially like not a sequel, like it doesn't yeah. have a two or three under b- behind it, um, as being a pretty major release. Maybe on maybe on the same yeah. level as Mulan. Um, the fact that they're not doing it, what does that tell you? Like, th- does that say that they? they were not impressed by the turnout with Mulan. Are they just treating Pixar differently? The, the fact that they're only doing it for just your basic six ninety nine a month yeah. is kind of crazy to me. Uh, yeah. I'm not really sure what their angle was on this one. Um, maybe they're just not sure how it, the perception of the movie would you go. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's kind of, I mean, from previews, it kind of looks like 
maybe a little bit of inside out ish, mm-hmm. but maybe they just aren't really sure how it's going to do. Yeah. And I think they're, they just have more stuff that they want to come out into theaters and they just don't need to clog the theaters up with so many things when they have other projects to work on. Yeah. Um, you know, famously the, we talked about this, uh, the last time we recorded, but, um, black widow got bumped. It was supposed to come out in that kind of holiday season this year, no longer coming out in theaters. Um, I kind of thought that soul would still stick that landing. Like it would still come out in November, December, um, it was supposed to come out earlier. Like you said, it got delayed. And then I thought, well, they'll just release it in theaters to whoever will come. Mm-hmm. But I think like the, the theater scene right now is looking more and more dismal. Like with every, yeah. every week that goes by, like it's nothing but bad news all the time about theaters. To, to, so the fact that they said, we're, we're ditching the theater on this movie entirely. We're just going to go straight to, we're going to release it. We're not yeah. going to delay it at all. It's, it's coming out, but it's coming out only on Disney plus didn't surprise me. Uh, too much. What did surprise me is that they're just packaging it with Disney Plus. Um, yeah, I, I think that's that's very interesting. It's pretty amazing. Um, you mentioned Inside Out. Inside Out had a 175 million dollar budget. Mm-hmm. Its box office, just the money that it made in theaters, was 858 million dollars. <laughs> just shy, just shy of a billion. Yeah. Um, and I agree. It it feels to me this isn't Toy Story four. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not gonna do Finding Dory numbers. It's no. not like like a huge release for them. Uh, I think honestly, Onward probably does have more. It did have more anticipation than this yeah. movie. But still, like if you're gonna make if you could make 500 or 600 million in a COVID free world, which we're not, we're not going to be there for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe, maybe 700 million. Uh, it's amazing to me that they're saying, you know what, just release it just, and we're not going to charge 20 bucks. We're not going to charge 30 bucks. It's just going to be included. Um, I think they're releasing it on Christmas day, which, yeah. I, which I think is very interesting as well. Um, Hamilton famously came out, I think it was July 3rd. It was the July 4th weekends. Um, I and think it's not like it doesn't have famous people in it either. Yeah. Cause I mean, Jamie Foxx is the main character. Then Tina Fey's in it. Yeah. And then David Diggs. He was in Hamilton. Okay. Okay. He's in it too. Oh, cool. And those are the main three people. Um, I, I've seen the trailers for this. Um, I, I think I'm probably more excited to watch it than even Jordan is my four year old. Um, she, it's so funny. Um, I actually mentioned this to Grant, um, I think maybe even yesterday as we were hanging out, but, uh, McDonald's continues to release toys in their happy, in their happy meals as if like everything's on schedule. So Jessica, or sorry, Jordan got a soul, um, happy meal toy like two months ago mm-hmm. and, and McDonald's was still, do, was doing things as if soul was in theaters, but even though it wasn't. So I think they must have like, the Happy Meals for like, you know, August of 2021 are probably already set in stone. Like they're already like manufacturing them now, maybe. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, she she already got like a couple little soul figures and stuff like that, and she was kind of confused by it. I, I she watched the trailer, and I, I think it's, I think a lot of that movie is going to go over her head. Yeah. Um, she's I, not she's not seen Coco yet. It kind of uh, feels almost like a Coco kind of movie to her. It kind of looks like a kind of deep movie. Yeah. And so I, I'm going to love it. Jessica's going to love it. I'm sure you guys will probably love it. I think if you're a fan of Pixar, it's a And if you like shoo-in. music, it seems oh, yeah. like there's going to be a lot of music with it. Yeah, it's the, the, the title is kind of a, 
uh, double meaning. It's it's a uh, soul, obviously the music, and then uh, he like dies, but like has to come back to earth somehow. Yeah, uh, and music is a part of that transformation. Yeah, it's, it's all kind of nebulous in the trailer. I think all that's on purpose. Um, but like onward was way more straightforward in its trailer. Yeah. Like I knew exactly what we were gonna get with on- onward. Soul's tra- trailer kind of beats around the bush. It never really. Yeah. It gives you an idea of what's going to happen, but it never really like goes into much more detail. Yeah. And I mean, that said, like the, the mood that it evokes as you're watching it, it makes me super excited for it. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how, how it'll land with Jordan. It's animated. So at the end of the day, she's going to, she's going to watch yeah. it and she's going to enjoy it. I don't know that it's going to be a movie that she's going to go back to though uh, for a while. Like sh- she may not be interested to kind of rewatch it. Like she does the, the princess movies and stuff. But yeah, I so. wonder if, uh, them not charging is kind of in correlation with Wonder Woman 2 coming out straight to demand as Ooh, that, well. That is a great thought. Because, yes. I mean, I think Wonder Woman 2 also is going to come out on Christmas. I don't know if they've given an official date. Maybe they have, and I just missed it. But I know Wonder Woman's coming out straight to video on demand as well in December. Yeah, that's a great thought. I didn't even think about that. So I wonder if... They just assume that people aren't going to pay for it. Yeah. Because they'll be paying for, they'll automatically choose Wonder Woman. Yeah. It's, it's a time when families are together. It's literally coming out on Christmas day. And I I feel like Disney plus could be a gift under the tree for a lot of people. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, here's, here's the first three months of Disney plus for free. We're paying for it. That type of thing. Um, I, I feel like, a lot of people can end up kind of gathering around the, the tree and the TV yeah. like to watch this movie. And it could actually have quite a bit of a following to the point where like people might get Disney plus just to watch this movie. Yeah. Cause a lot um, of people like to watch movies on Christmas day. Anyways, sure. So yeah. And, and why not something brand new? Yeah. So yeah, it's uh boy, it's definitely had a, um, just a, a, a rocky road to get to this point. Yeah. Like, uh, the fact that it was supposed to come out even before the, this recording, <laughs> and then it's not coming out until Christmas. Uh, it's been uh, pretty intense, but uh, good on Disney to release something new and from their, arguably their flagship studio, Yeah, uh, just included with Disney+. Plus. Um, so I think the one-two punch of three-punch, really, Mandalorian... Uh, soul and then you know wandavision whenever mm-hmm. whenever that happens i think those three things in the next two or three months is a really compelling yeah. offer for at disney. least we'll have something to talk about yeah we'll have another straight to disney plus video to review yeah so yeah so that that was kind of the big news story we wanted to talk about that um that's uh certainly interesting news and i'm sure as it develops we'll have more to say oh and they're also having a high school musical the series Christmas special. Oh, that'll be good. We have to review that. Yeah. yeah. And that's like December 11th or something. You know, I thought of, I actually, I legit, I'm not telling, telling you this ironically. I legit like woke up this morning thinking about high school musical and how like, I really need to see the first two. Yeah. And so, uh, we'll see. Uh, supposedly there's going to be, uh, kind of like a sneak peek of season two of high school musical as well. Yeah. Is that coming out this year? I think it's going to be next year. Okay. Yeah, because the first season didn't come out in the fall of last no, year. It was, no, this, it, it was this year. It came out as soon as Disney Plus oh, came out. Oh, it did? Oh, yeah. man. I forgot it came out that early. But it didn't finish until like January or so. Okay. I think we reviewed it when it yeah. was complete, I think. So, okay. That makes sense. So, I mean, that's exciting for non-Star like Star Wars fans. Yeah, but yeah. That's on the horizon, too. 
Yeah. Yeah, there's uh if you're a Star Wars slash MCU fan, there's a lot coming out, but there's also like some lots of other yeah. really cool stuff coming out too. So I, I'm hoping that like in the next six months we start to see uh entertainment kind of surge back in. Mm-hmm. Like it's it everything feels like it's been on a lull. You know, fall T V shows are, are kinda coming back, but you know, hit they're yeah. hit and miss as far as their release dates. Um, you know, you can tell people are starting to get into the studios and actually record yeah. stuff to film again. But it's been such a, a weird year for that, that I feel like a lot of that is hitting like over the, like the, the winter season mm-hmm. this year where like we should have seen a lot of this over the summer. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it'd be interesting winter. It's uh, just crazy. Sure. Cause we're about a month away from the one year release of Disney plus. Yeah. And I mean, I've been overly impressed with it. Oh man, I, for the price, I mean, yeah. you, you, you compare it to Netflix or Hulu or whatever pricing, you know, double digit numbers. Um, you know, we're paying even less than seven dollars because yeah. you know they offered like three years for a certain price or whatever. But a lot of people are just paying their six ninety nine, yeah. and it's an unbelievable amount of content for that. Yeah. So plus new content coming out every single week. It's crazy. All right, well, let's get into uh, The Rocketeer. Uh, this was my suggestion. Most of the, the, the <laughs> movies over the last couple of months have been Grant suggestions, which I've been more than happy to accommodate. Uh, Grant has uh, a knowledge of Disney, like an era of Disney movies that I'm just not familiar with mm-hmm. at all, uh, mostly from the 90s um, and, and 2000s. And uh, so we've been reviewing a lot of those. But uh, I said, Grant... It's my turn. It's this is my time to shine. We're gonna do a movie that was a hit, a huge hit. And uh, you quoted, <laughs> and you said, "This movie is great." And did I say that? You did. Okay, you I, definitely did. I'll I'll take your word for it. I probably did say that. Um, this movie on uh, I'll throw out a couple of scores. IMDb, it's a six five. Okay, uh, I can ro- see that. Rotten Tomatoes, it's a 65. Okay. So pretty much the same. Metacritics, it's a 61. Okay. Okay. So I, I may have oversold it a little bit. Uh, I, I seem to remember this being more like a 70, 80 kind of movie yeah. when it first came out. Um, when it originally released in 1991, it had a budget of 35 to 40 million. Kind of okay. not, not quite sure. Let's go 40 million. Box office was only 46 million. So I. <laughs> it barely made money. <laughs> but here's what I remember. I Again, I was 12, and I was probably, again, just the right age for this kind of movie when it came out. But um, I remember this being that The Rocketeer was a, a, a point of conversation for at least my group of friends for months. Like mm-hmm. people were talking about the Rocketeer. Have you seen the Rocketeer? Oh, I love this scene. Can you believe they did this? Wow, how did they pull off that scene? That like this movie was a big deal, at least to my age group when it first came out. And going back and watching it, A, and I, I think I admitted this a few weeks ago when we were you know announcing that we were gonna do this. A, I, I didn't remember anything, <laughs> anything from this movie. I, I felt like I was watching it for the first time. <laughs> now granted, it has been almost 30 years yeah. since it came out, so that's probably a lot of it. But um I, I, it, I don't remember any of the characters or any of the scenes. I, there were a couple things that it was mostly just the action scenes, but I feel like I've seen a lot of that in like retrospective videos and stuff yeah. like that. Um, so that's one thing I need to mention too is um, I was pretty wrong about how great this movie is. <laughs> and um, I, I'm going to let Grant kind of kick it off as far as like your overall feelings on the movie, uh, the hits, the misses, uh, maybe mostly misses. I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to color your opinion too much. Uh, you go into it and then I'll, I'll kind of finish up with kind of my general thoughts and then we'll, we'll get into like specific scenes. Here so, I mean, for those of you that don't know, I was actually born in 1991. <laughs> so this movie, 
I don't know what month it came out in, but this movie <laughs> and I are pretty much the same age. So June. Okay. So I was, um, let's see. I was four months old when this movie okay. came out. Probably so, did not see this. So in I theaters. did not see this movie in theaters. <laughs> um, and honestly, I had no idea what this movie was about. I want to say whenever Disney Plus came out, it was on some list of movies that people don't know about but are good. And it basically said that this is kind of Disney's first superhero movie. Yeah. So, I mean, I was okay with that. I was like, and then I read the synopsis and I was like, okay. I Had you ever heard of this movie? No. Okay. So, I read the synopsis before I watched it like two hours ago. And I was like, okay, maybe I can get into this movie. It sounds like from the synopsis that Disney Plus has on it, it sounds like it's going to be an action-packed, good movie with Nazis and all that. And But then you get into the movie, and literally it's an hour and 40 minutes long, and there really is no action until about the last 35 minutes. He's not wrong about that, folks. If you've not seen this movie in 30 years, you may think you remember the action, like this being like riddled with action, like from beginning to end. Uh, You're wrong (laughs) if you think that there's not very much action in this movie. And then the thing that I had no idea what was going on in the beginning, because you just have these mobsters driving around in their cars being chased by. You don't even know who they're being chased by or what they're doing. And it's just like over and over again. And you're like, what on earth is happening? Oh, he stuffed the rocket in the plane. Oh, I totally missed that scene because I was spacing <laughs> out. And it's just over and over again. And you're just like, okay, so when are the Nazis coming? Okay, uh, we got about 20 minutes left. Let, let's talk about the Nazis. And it's just like, this movie was just... I mean, I don't know who the writers were on this, but it was a train wreck for the writing portion because um, you have a synopsis talking about how... I'll I'll just read the synopsis for <laughs> us so we can uh, get that passed. And well, While you're looking that up, uh, I'll interject this real quick. This, this movie was based on a comic book. Um, okay. So a, a lot of people maybe don't know that or, or don't think of it that way. Um, the comic book did not come out a whole lot before the movie came out. Like it came out in the previous decade in the eighties. So like, I think a lot of people think like, Oh, this must've been like a 1930s comic book says it's set in the 1930s. Um, but no, that's not true. It's, it's basically, um, in, in the same way that the Watchmen was a, a comic book in the eighties mm-hmm. and it was made into a movie like 15 years later. Uh, that's kind of what this is. Like it, it was, it was a comic book, maybe, eight years, um, you know, seven or eight years before the movie came out and adapted for the screen. So that's kind of what we're dealing with as far as like the story of it. So here's the synopsis that Disney Plus put out. The discovery of a top secret jetpack hurls test pilot Cliff Secord into a daring adventure of mystery, suspense, and intrigue. (laughs) Cliff encounters an assortment of ruthless villains led by a Hollywood screen star, who's a secret Nazi spy. With the help of his actress girlfriend, the young pilot battles enormous odds to defeat his foes who are anxious to use the device in an evil plan to rule the world. The dangerous mission transforms the ordinary young man into an extraordinary hero. 
and you think mm. just from that you think oh my gosh i need to watch this film <laughs> and then you get into it and you're like what just happened yeah there okay let, let let's tear about tear apart a couple of phrases in that in that synopsis for one thing it, this makes it sound like an epic heroic yeah. screenplay of the likes you've never seen before that is not this movie no um second of all half of the details in that movie are completely missable like i i think there are some things that are pretty obvious as you're watching it there are some things that even i like i've seen this movie before again i don't remember it very well but i'd seen it before and even i was pausing the movie to look up the plot on wikipedia and going oh that's what they that's what just happened yeah. there there are things that happen in this movie that you just you don't understand them in the moment unless you're rewatching it or something like that you probably don't aren't even catching what's going on um but characters are mentioned but before they're ever introduced there are um uh, relationships and interactions between characters that don't make sense at the time, but make sense later in the film. Um, it's the, the movie almost seems like it was recorded in reverse. Yeah. Like they, they recorded the, the final scenes of the movie first and then went backwards or something. It's, it's a bizarre movie. Bizarre is like probably the word I'll, I'll say the most on this episode. And, and like the <laughs> plot twist is obviously Neville working with the Nazis, but I mean, they ain't even, introduce the nazis whatsoever there's no prep for the nazis at all so it's just like well it's not really a it's, surprise it's the the nazis are mentioned like one time before yeah. before you realize that neville is a nazi uh in disguise he uh <laughs> that, that's even that phrase it makes me laugh but um he uh it's mentioned very early at the at, towards the beginning of the movie that um howard hughes the, the guy that actually like constructed this thing jetpack yeah yeah that like is i think it's one of the first scenes in the movie they the um the fbi or whatever the cia i don't know some the feds the feds uh are looking at him and saying we want you to ma manufacture a thousand of these for us because we're gonna you know we're gonna uh you know uh, win all the wars that yeah. we need to w win if we have jetpacks by the way they never say the word jetpack once no. in this film which is very interesting to me rocket yeah it's always a rocket um but yeah, they, it's a jetpack. So they basically say like, we're, we want you to make this jetpack for our soldiers and stuff like that. And they mention, you know, in order to get back at the Nazis, like mm -hmm. the Nazis are developing the same technology. We need to keep up with them, be able to answer them, that kind of thing. And then no one mentions Nazis for like 40 minutes after that. And then it's revealed as like, I think it's supposed to be a, Oh no, they didn't. When <laughs> ne when Neville des decides, you know, decides to come out like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm a Nazi. But at, at that point, it's so heavy-handed and so like, what? But like, Neville why are really they doing never this? Never comes out as a Nazi until like that last scene. It's yeah. uh, Jenny that figures out he's a Nazi. Yeah, and it's just like, oh my gosh, because they pull the whole mystery bookcase, and it's just like. <laughs> What on earth is there's that's another thing we could talk we could spend some time on. There are some tropes in this movie. So what what flying aircraft would you expect the Nazis to be flying at the end of this movie? Oh, a Zeppelin. Okay, yep, they've got one of those in this movie. Um yeah, the you know, the pulling the book bookcase or whatever. Um, you know, Nazis uh, fighting the Americans. It's it's all stuff that you've seen in Indiana Jones. It's all stuff that's been troped to death. I mean, you could like, have heard the da, 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 <laughs> da, da, da. and you'd be like, where did 
Where did Harrison Ford come from? Yeah. Uh, Billy Campbell as uh, Cliff is is not nearly as... He is... Boy, uh, he's not a bad actor in this movie. I wouldn't say he's a bad... I think some people might actually say that. Um, I, I don't think he's a bad actor. I think he is flat and not given a lot to work with. And I think his emotion is very short ranged yeah. in this movie. Um, whereas you see Indiana Jones or some of these other like heroic characters and they're just doing a lot more on screen. He's not doing a whole lot. And um, you, you don't see Billy Campbell very much after this movie. No. Like that you look at his filmography, he's been in a dozen movies uh, other than the Rocketeer, maybe more, but they're not movies that you've seen or you, you don't recognize him from those movies. Um, so, so I think that says a lot. Now there are some, actors in this that are big they were they were big at the, some of them were big big at the time um this is pretty much jennifer Con- connelly's like um breakthrough role like she no one had no one knew jennifer connelly when when oh. she did when she did this movie um so that's interesting yeah that like if you want to see early jennifer connelly like as a teen i mean she was like 19 or yeah. something like that when she made this movie hmm. 19 or 20 um that that's she's uh the, the girl the, the love interest jenny jenny yeah J- jennifer playing jenny and then um, Alan Arkin is uh, PV. The the big one for me because I grew up on Bond films is uh, Timothy Dalton is Neville. So like he looks different enough that I was just like, wait, is that? Yeah, okay, that is. I had to look it up. But I was like, yeah, that is Timothy Dalton. Yeah. So um, he was only James Bond for for two movies. I think two movies, two movies in the in the eighties, nineties, kind of around there. And uh, he's in this uh, movie as the bad guy. So it was kind of cool to see him not as the hero because he's usually Bond. But uh, in this movie, he's the bad guy. Um, He's actually in one of my favorite TV shows. If not, uh, I'd say probably top five TV shows of all time. He's in Chuck as Volkov. So he's actually a bad guy in Chuck as well. Is he in all the seasons? No, he's just in season four. Okay. Uh, or, no, season three. Okay, so I have seen him. I know yeah. I've seen at least the first three seasons of Chuck. Um, I, I guess I forgot that he was in that. He's, so, a, he's a bad guy in that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I um, I do like Timothy Dalton. I haven't seen him in a whole lot of, other yeah. than Bond, but so. um, I thought he was good. Like, I, I thought his character was... Um, you know, slimy and conniving and mysterious. Like I, like I was okay with his character for the most part. I thought the, the ending of like, you know, twirling the mustache and becoming a Nazi was super forced. Like it, it just, it didn't, it wasn't earned at all. Um, but I, I thought he was serviceable as a, as a mysterious kind of bad guy. Um, Terry O'Quinn is, is Howard Hughes. I, I recognized him from other things. I, I can't like point to anything like, but it, you, I, several of these actors, you're like, yeah, I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. Um, you might not just not know their name. Um, yeah. but, um, and that's kind of it. Uh, there's a lot of like really small characters in this movie, but for the most part, the movie is kind of this, um, I was going to say triangle, but there's really four characters. Um, I think PV is, is a main character yeah. too. Uh, Cliff, Jenny, and then of course Neville um, as the yeah, bad guy. I would say so. so. Everybody else is kind of doesn't play much of a role. So here's the next thing. I, I'll I'll throw up the next um, target, I guess for for this uh, um, for this, for this shooting wonderful gallery. yeah movie. Um, this movie is slow. Oh yeah, really slow. I I I was shocked. I 
I too re- read. I didn't want to be spoiled on the plot because I was just like, I, I want to be genuinely surprised when I read things. Yeah. I want to see things happen on screen because again, I didn't remember it, remember what happened in it. But I did read like the top paragraph on Wikipedia, which basically just kind of gives you an idea of what you're in for. Mm-hmm. And um, I read a lot of the same things that you just read, like you know, superhero film. Like it actually says superhero. It says blah blah blah, whatever. The first 25 minutes, I was like when is this movie going to start? And, yeah. then, and then they get the jetpack and there's some flying scenes. I was like, okay, this isn't Iron, this isn't 2008's Iron Man, but it, it also came out 17 years before Iron Man. He's going to save some people yeah. and it's going to be great. And then he's going to run into like somebody he can't beat. Right. I thought he was going to come against like maybe another super powered yeah. villain or something like that. Um, I thought maybe he would like save some damsels in distress along the way yeah. there you're introduced to the rocket and then nothing happens for about 25 minutes more after that and then you get another quick scene that's kind of exciting you know jenny gets kidnapped and blah 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 and then there's nothing for another 15 minutes and i was like why is there so much dead time in this movie <laughs> and like i i know we're reviewing this in 2020 and i know we have 12 years of mcu hindsight that is inf- infiltrating our brains right now. Yeah. And I'm trying so hard to put myself in the in the mindset of a 1991 12-year-old boy that watched this movie and all of his friends were raving about it, and I'm sure I did too. But boy, is it hard to go back to. It, <laughs> it is almost, I'm telling you, and this I'm not, I promise I'm not trying to say anything salacious here. I'm, ta- I'm just telling you the God honest truth. I'm not sure that I would classify this as a superhero film. Yeah. It's that dull. It's that slow. Yeah, I mean... There's been movies, because we've done several movies from the 80s and 90s that are timeless. Yeah. And this movie, it's horrible. I mean, is it is there any contest be- between re-watching this movie versus re-watching The Princess Bride? Or, uh, no. Or, or anything that we've talked about over the last couple yeah. months? It's, it's, it's kind of crazy to me. And I mean, I was shocked too, because I mean, you talked about how you enjoyed this movie and I was... Just like... I do remember enjoying it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, maybe if I was a 12-year-old kid when I first saw it, maybe. But like, the thing is now, which it's kind of unfair because we do have Marvel now. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. It's it's really hard to hang your hat on anything of consequence that yeah. happens in the movie. Like I'm looking over my notes as far, like I, I usually take notes as I'm watching the movie just so I don't remember key points. And I did watch this about a week ago. So, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, even re- re- forgetting some of the things that happened. This, this movie is very forgettable. Like, yeah. I, I will probably forget all about this movie in another month. Um, but, um, I mean, you, you're introduced to the good guys. Um, I, I do think there's a little bit of backstory that's kind of kind of interesting at the beginning of the movie. The first five to ten minutes, I think, is is serviceable. Um, you know, they, it's uh, down on, on your luck, guys that do like uh, stunt flying. Yeah. Um, but you know, he crashes the plane, in, in, you know, in the very first scene, and which wasn't his fault, really. Yeah. So. It's just kind of like one of those hard luck stories. Yeah, and and you're like, okay, you know, they need to, um, you know, uh, no pun intended, but like pull out of this nosedive. Their business is literally tanking. Like, yeah, and so um, that's when they, you know, basically discover gold. Like they, mm-hmm. they this rocket is in the back of their plane or whatever, yeah. and been stashed there by these 
um gangsters yeah and it's very or mobsters it's very stereotypical mobsters it's it's like they have know, the guns Vinny and yeah <laughs> um and you know they're, sh- they're shooting tommy guns and stuff like that anyways uh it is the 1930s but i thought that a lot of that was very tropey too but um and so they get the rocket he straps they first they strap it on like a mannequin a mannequin or something yeah, yeah. And it goes straight up, and they're like, oh, no, we just lost this thing. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, they get it back, and then um, they, the first time he ever uses it is when the their, like, bozo friends or whatever <laughs> jumps in that plane. Yeah. So stupid, by the way. Like, I, I'm telling you, I, I we're going to be really hard in this film, and I, I, I actually did kind of enjoy some of it, the movie, but I, I feel like I'm going to be mostly negative on this show, but... Um, the the premise for why he has to put on the rocket and save that guy is the, one of the stupidest things I've ever seen in any superhero movie. There are there are save there are saves in the original Superman movies, the original Superman movies that make more sense than this. Basically, uh, Cliff is late. That's really the, his only fault. He's late, and so his friend is put in this <laughs> position instead of him. It's, and the guy hasn't flown in like what, what did they say, fifteen years or yeah. something, and um, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's never flown this <laughs> this kind of plane before ever, and he jumps into the plane even though they literally just destroyed a plane, yeah, like the day before or a week before, um, and he gets into the plane and doesn't know what he's doing and he's gonna die up there, like he's gonna crash the plane and die in the crash, and this is like the end of their business, the end of his life probably, and so even though it's not at all safe for him to do so, he still feels compelled to kill himself potentially by putting this rocket on and going into the sky. They do the Iron Man thing of like, Oh no, I don't know what I'm doing with this rocket on my back. And then he even like overshoots it. Like (laughs) there's times where he like goes over the plane and then he gets stuck inside the plane. And it's just like, that's, that's all true. And yet like four minutes, maybe three minutes into the flight, he's a pro. Oh yeah. Like he nails that thing and like only screws up like on the landing or whatever. Like he comes in too hot or whatever. But, um, I was like, none of this makes sense. Like, uh, and again, we've been spoiled on MCU where like everything has to be rooted in reality, but Holy crap. Like think about what you're doing. Think about what you're writing. Um, now again, I don't know how much of this is screenplay and how much is the original comic. I've not read the original comic. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, f- I have a feeling the comic's probably better than this, but... <laughs> you I, would hope so. I don't know. I, I, ca- I kind of want to go back and read it now. Um, but boy, that, that first save, I was just like, what are we doing? Is this going to be like the, the best action that this movie has to offer? And it's true. There are no action scenes after that, that, after that save scene. Correct me if I'm wrong. There are no action scenes until we get to the, all the way to the end of the film. You're pretty much... Is that right? You're pretty much right on. So you get you you basically get there are, there are other scenes where he's wearing the rocket. Yeah. I guess there is a there is a fight scene. It's very brief, but in the, At restaurant, the restaurant he's wearing it, but he's wearing it indoors. He kind of scoots along the floor for a while. Yeah, it's, it's really one sp- of those moments where it doesn't look like he has any idea what he's doing again. Yeah, yeah. Even though he literally just saved somebody out of a plane. Yeah. and brought him safely down to the ground. Um. That he's wearing it indoors. The um the you know the restaurant's getting completely annihilated by all the mobs. Yeah, which again is is very Indiana Jones all over again. Um, and then he ends up um ascending out of out, up to the roof, right? Yeah. Like out out of the roof, basically. There's like a glass ceiling, and, yeah, or stained glass, and he just shoots through it. So there are 
there are exactly three scenes in this movie that have any action in yeah. them. And I, I know like if you haven't seen this movie, you're like, oh, come on. There's got to be more than that. I promise you. It is <laughs> it is 100 minutes of film and you get maybe 15 minutes of actual yeah. action. So. so if you're hoping this is an action movie, probably <laughs> bypass it. Yeah. I if if that's what you're looking for in this movie, um, I think you'll definitely be disappointed. Yeah, uh, I I know I was because I I was I don't know what I don't know if it's if it's fair or not to say you know that I expected Iron Man going into this movie because it's not Iron Man and yeah. it's not trying to be, um, but uh, it is it is hard to have having seen Iron Man in all the movies that Iron Man is in. We've seen him in yeah. a, a dozen movies now. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to go back and watch this movie and just realize it's not, it's never going to be Iron Man. No. Um, so, and, it, and it, it wasn't trying to be, and it's hard to fault that against it now, but um, if, if you have the option to see this movie or Iron Man, it's, it's just not one that, yeah. we, that you're going to recommend. Um, let, let's, let's take a break from the negative. I okay. do want to, if you have anything positive to say, and I'm not saying you have to make something up, but if you have anything positive to say, I want to talk about a couple of things that I did like, um, you don't, I, you don't I have, have to agree couple. with me. Yeah, go, you go. You go first. Okay. So, um, I actually really do enjoy the last action scene. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's really cheesy that the Nazis show up and then there's the big blimp, and but I mean, it's kind of clever and I mean witty, and he's just like. Well, the mobsters are like, because they have no idea. And he's like, actually, I'm working for the Nazis. And then all the Nazi (laughs) guards show up. And then he has the great quote, happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) And then he just (laughs) takes off. And so I actually did enjoy the last action scene. That's probably my favorite part of the movie is the action scene at the end. I I think what I liked the most about the action the first five minutes of the action or so, and the rest of it was good too, but for different reason. But the first five minutes was interesting because it was, it wasn't your typical, like the bad guys are on the right and the good guys are on the left. Yeah. It was like a three way, almost a four way. Mm-hmm. Like you had the feds, you had the mob, then you had the Nazis, like the literal yeah. Nazis. Uh, and then you kind of have the good guys, right? Like this trio. Yeah. Uh, and so like, and it's just a fray. Like, a, it, I mean, it's bullets are flying. It's people are, are dying left and right. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a, it's, it's quite a, a scene. I, I, I thought, um, especially yeah. for 1991, like it was hard to pull off that kind of grandeur back then. But. And then the part where he, they're like, we have too much weight on board. And then he just <laughs> shoots one of the guys and then just kicks them off the plane <laughs> and, or the blimp. And it's just like, and then he takes off in his jet pack and then, He's just engulfed in flames, and it's just like, <laughs> and then he does one of those scenes where his, he's just like, ah, yeah, close up on his face, just like. <laughs> I mean, that's probably my favorite part of the movie. Well, not that actual part, but the last twenty minutes are definitely my favorite part of that whole movie. Um, I think anytime there's a fight on the roof of yeah. uh, an aircraft like a Zeppelin, I think is always cool. Um, Lo- we haven't even talked about Lothar yet. Um, yeah. he's basically like the, the, the gr- muscle. Yeah. The grunt. Um, he's a, you know, we talked about, we referenced Princess Bride. He's not that far off from Anandre the giant. Um, no. the actual actor I think is like, 
uh, or was, I don't know if he's still with us, but um, like, I like a seven, three, like yeah. he, he's, he's a huge guy. Um, obviously plays that typical giant role in every movie that he's in. But um, I think they did weird things with his makeup. I didn't understand that. It That's not what that guy looks like. Like you'd look at like actual pictures of the actor. He actually just died last year. Okay. That's right. I did look that up and I, I'd forgotten about tiny that. Ron Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. T- tiny, obviously uh, tongue in cheek. Um, moniker but yeah he um, he's actually kind of slim and it, like he's not Andre the Giant in his build at all yeah um, kind of a slimmer guy super tall obviously he played um, and he played in the NBA one season right uh, yeah yeah I, no three seasons three seasons okay I knew he had a, a short stint um, got into acting um, obviously did, mostly did kind of you know giant kind of roles but um, he's he's a little bit more uh, like limber and agile than Andre. Um, but they made his face like this, um, almost uh, Dick Tracy, if that means anything to you, Dick Tracy kind of look with his face, with his makeup and stuff. Yeah. They just piled on like extra face, face like m- tissue to his face. Yeah. And it looks really dumb, um, like f- for most of the movie. Uh, I thought the fight scene with him at the end where you think he's dead, he goes through the window and then he comes back and then obviously they dispatch him. Like um, I thought all that was like, Legit, like pretty good. I mean, it's not MCU level um, yeah. combat, but I, I thought it was like kind of a neat like little set piece at it's the end. It's one of those things where you think the bad guy's gone and then he shows up for one last stand. <laughs> I did think the gum on the jet, on the rocket, I, it's a jetpack. Uh, the gum on the jetpack was a little stupid. Like I <laughs> Like it's literally gum. It's bubble gum that they like he takes out of his mouth and he patches up the rocket and then they peel it off so that the bad guy can die. I, I don't know. <laughs> it was, it was like, um, I don't know. It felt a little sitcom to me. Chewing it, gum can solve world problems. Though. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, uh, it's the duct tape of the food world. Um, so, okay. So that, that was, that was positive. Um, did you have other things that you were thinking of? Um, Let's see. What else was there? Um, I thought um, the scene with uh, Jenny trying to escape was pretty clever. Um, You kind of think Jenny's just helpless. And then she has her one scene of where, oh, she's going to do it. Yeah. And then she almost gets away. Yeah. And then she figures out that Neville's working for uh, the Nazis. So, I mean, she has that going for her. And, uh, I mean, I enjoy the character of Neville. Um, He kind of has everybody fooled because people love him because he's a Hollywood actor. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I don't think that character was too bad. So, if I have a favorite character, it's probably him. Yeah, uh, that was you're kind of uh, getting into what my next positive was. Um, I really like the. This is a period film, and I, I don't think that that's the first thing people think of when they think of the Rocketeer. They probably think of, you know, Jetpack, Flying Man, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, but this movie is a full-on period film. It's yeah. it's 1938, Los Angeles, um, at the height of um, Hollywood. You know, the silver screen, the 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 pizzazz, the wonder of mm-hmm. of Hollywood. Uh, and they, I think they capture that pretty well. Yeah. And, um, the, from the costumes to even the way that they talk and, uh, you know, they, um, 
people don't gather around televisions or gra- gra- uh, gathering around the radio mm-hmm. to like tune in to like their their favorite radio show and um, just their accents and and everything like that. Like um, you know no and little things like you know no no gentlemen allowed in the in the dorm after six p.m. and um, you know newsreel they're watching newsreels before the movie starts in the theater um, radio drama shows that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I thought they leaned into the the nineteen thirties ness of this mm-hmm. movie in a really satisfying way. I, I thought. I thought it looked and sounded really authentic for, you know, as close as we can get, I guess, um, to that kind of thing. So, um, but yeah, like, uh, watching Neville like on set and like they, they do like a, they do like a three minute shot, like a shoot or whatever. And someone messes up a line at the end. So they have to do the whole three minutes again. I I just, that was cool. Take 28. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I I thought that was really neat. And like how she's like trying to get into Hollywood, but it's really hard. And, um, I I don't know. I, I thought that was, that was pretty cool stuff. Um, um, another, uh, positive, I I think the soundtrack of this movie is really good. (laughs) It's, uh, James Horner, who obviously is famous for a lot of soundtracks, but, um, I would listen to this. Like it's, it's, it's inspiring, you know, kind of orchestral typical superhero fan, uh, mm-hmm. fanfare kind of, uh, music. Um, unfortunately the action doesn't really <laughs> fit, fit with it very much, but uh, I think it's well scored. Yeah. Um, any other positives you can think of? Mm, not really. Um, yeah. I mean, like I said, the writing is just a mess. Yeah. And I feel like, We've been, I mean, this movie came out 29 years ago, and I feel like we've been treated to so many great writers in that time period. And, I mean. Yeah, you're right. I, it's, we keep saying MCU and Iron Man and stuff like yeah. that, but even when you compare it against other movies that came out in 1991, um, it's the writing's not good, man. It's but not. I mean, we've talked about heavyweights. <laughs> Which I mean isn't even an action movie, but I mean, there's been I mean, and we brought Princess Bride earlier. There's no way on earth I would choose to watch this movie over Princess oh, Bride. You, you want to talk about? Um, I know these are two very different genres, but you want to talk about quotable lines? Um, yeah, I don't remember any of the lines from. I I remember a line towards the end of the movie where uh, he says. Um, you know, uh, he's the rocketeer, or whatever. And uh, Neville said, uh, "He says I'm the rocketeer." And Neville says, uh, "The rocket who?" Um, and, and but that's just like a dumb line. Like it's not yeah. even like a quotable line. Um, there's there's almost nothing quotable about this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, from beginning to end. Um, it's just like <laughs> woof. <laughs> so I mean, um, honestly, it's just like. Here's here's my last positive, and, and I pro- we'll get into probably a few more negatives <laughs> to to round this thing out and finish up. But um, I did the premise of the movie in the in the fact that that Howard Hughes has made this device that everybody wants, and Neville is aware of it and is working his way in to stealing it. Like he, mm-hmm. he's actually paying off a mob, a group of mobsters to steal this device so that he can get it back to his country and they can win the next war. Yeah. I thought like if you, if you're just talking about like, this is a take the, take the rocketness out of the movie. That's kind of a cool plot. Yeah. Like it, it actually, when, when I realized what was going on, what the, the main plot was, I was like, okay, I, I'm on board for that. That sounds cool. Like that sounds like they're, they're doing something, they're going somewhere. And then 
the fact that it's literally just a MacGuffin device that they have to all find at the end. Jenny gets kidnapped and she knocks a few people over the head, but then they subdue her. And then of course the good guy has to come in and save her at the Griffith, Griffith observatory at the end. And the Nazis come in. Yeah. It's, it's all very rote and predictable from there on out. But the first 30 minutes I was like, okay, I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes. Yeah. And it just didn't pay off. But I, I thought the first 30 minutes though, extremely slow and extremely poorly paced. Um, the the meat, the not even the meat, the bread <laughs> under the meat. I thought was 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 tasty bread. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> to I lean mean, into my metaphor. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> but that that's about where the positive stops, man. Like yeah. the rest of it's um it's a really tough pill to swallow. And I I love it. They have those scenes where they beat the bad guy over the head with something. And it was just so cheesy in this movie. Like she breaks a vase over Neville's head and he just falls over. It just immediately knocks him out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's a, he is literally, he does a guy that does his own stunts for Hollywood. He's basically Tom Cruise for for the 1930s. And yeah, just a vase over his head knocks him out. He's out for a long time. Yeah. So it's just, I mean, it's a lot for me to unpack, and it's just like, what did I watch? There's there's very little about the movie. For a movie called The Rocketeer, The Rocket, the movie's not really about the rocket very much. No. It's mostly about her her relationship to this deadbeat, question mark, boyfriend that she sometimes sees and Neville sweeping in and like going on a date and like trying to woo her away from him. And until he realized she, she, he realizes that she's connected to the rocket, but okay. So now I don't want to woo her. I want to kidnap her. And then, uh, as, but as long as I get, get the rocket, then you're dead to me. Like, I, I was just like, Oh my God. Like this, this movie's not really even about a rocket for the most part. It's about these relationships. (laughs) It's a weird triangle. Between the three of them. Yeah. And Neville's still like at the end, I still love you and I wish I could be with you. <laughs> and it's just like, you're just in love with the rocket. <laughs> um, I want to talk briefly about CGI and then we'll, we'll probably r- <laughs> okay. wrap this up. Um, there, there are scenes where Lothar is clearly being dubbed over. Uh, his the the you watch his lips moving mm-hmm. up and down, and what's being spoken is clearly not matching up. <laughs> and I I don't know if it's because they had a tough time capturing sound on set for that scene. It was I think it was one of the action scenes. There is a brief action scene that we skipped over. It's not much of an action scene. It's almost to call it that is 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 not even genuine. But um, there is that scene at the house where mm-hmm. Lothar breaks in. He thinks he's going to steal the the plans or something like that. I think he's after yeah. the plans. Uh, maybe even the rocket itself. Doesn't find it. The FBI shows up at just the right moment, which is all very convenient, <laughs> and uh, ends up shooting his Tommy gun at the FBI through the walls of the house, which leads the FBI to, of course, think that the good guys are really bad guys and he gets away. But in, in all of the, like the fray of, of, of all that scene, he's like shouting some things and the dubbing is so bad. It's one of the worst I've ever seen. Uh, and then I know it's 1991 people. So hear me on that. I get it. But there are like the close up shots of him like flying in the rocket and it is so clearly like a green screen, like him just <laughs> like being like strapped to some kind of like rope device or whatever. And they're shooting like, you know, like 
moving backgrounds behind him as he's just kind of flailing his yeah. arms around. And it looks so bad. Um, again, I know it's 1991, but hello people like all three of the star Wars movies <laughs> that the original trilogy all came out before this movie released. So, uh, don't tell me that it couldn't be done, especially for $40 million. Uh, a budget. What so, did they spend? I don't know this money on. Honestly, I, I I would not be surprised if a lot of it went went to Timothy Dalton. He was yeah. he was quite the rage in 1991. Okay. Um. So he probably got a, a pretty fat paycheck. Um. I would say the guy that played Cliff, the main character, probably got paid a lot, even though he was kind of an unknown. Um. I think some of the sets and the cost. Like I said, it's a period film. I think all that costs money, mm-hmm. and um, it, you know it's they don't have access to CGI like we do. Like yeah. we can do kind of some big like set piece kind of things Crazy on the cheap stuff, now. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they had to spend a lot of money on that stuff, but boy, it's, it is, uh, it's the movie's hard to watch at, at times just cause it doesn't look real. And I mean, I know we're being tough on it, but I'm sure there's other movies on Disney plus <laughs> that do not hold up like this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I uh, I thought I was bringing to the table a movie that we would be like, um, oh man, like this is cool. Um, you know, it's it's a such a thro- throwback to what superheroes movies used to be. It's yeah. like no, like just go back and watch the original Superman movies. Like this is not um, this is not even a superhero movie to me. <laughs> so I apologize. Thank Grant. you. Phil. I want to apologize on the air to you and say I'm sorry for making you watch this movie. It's so, okay, Phil. I will not watch it again. I probably won't watch it again either. <laughs> so that's our final word, I think, on this one, right? Yeah, I would say there's not much more to unpack with this one. Oh, I, I do want to say one small thing. Um, okay. That how does how does the rocketeer steer himself in the air? Tell tell the folks at home. Do do you know? Did you catch the line? No. <laughs> okay, so but- I do. Uh, this is another positive I, I should have said at the beginning. I do legitimately like his costume. Like I, I think it looks cool. Like the helmet. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that it's it's it uh, it's not cool in in the sense of like a, a two thousand eight MCU mm-hmm. movie, but it's cool in the sense of like this might have been like legit what they would have manufactured in nineteen thirty eight. Yeah. Like it it feels like wow that's kind of a cool like old school looking costume for mm-hmm. this character. However. <laughs> The way they actually state this in the movie, because I felt like they had to explain it for some reason, which I don't even yeah. know that they had to. Um, he steers himself with the fin on the back of his helmet. I'm not making this up. The, there's a, a part in the what? yeah. It's so PV makes the helmet for him, okay. right? And yeah. he puts it on his head, and he says, "You can steer yourself with the fin on the back." So that's why the Rocketeer has a fin. On, I totally lo- missed that. He, he looks like a fish, like with yeah. a fin on the back of his head. And that fin is the rudder. He actually calls it a rudder by which he can move himself in the air because uh, it answers the question of like uh, Iron Man can move him. I'm getting real technical, but like I promise I'm going somewhere. Iron Man can move himself, can change direction in the air because he has propulsors on every digit of his Mm -hmm. body. Like his hands, his feet, everything, everything, any movement of his, even his arms is going to change his direction in the air. But that not so with the, the Rocketeer. He literally has one device and it's strapped to his back. So how does he move himself left to right, up and down yeah. in the air? It's with his head. And I, like I completely missed that. Yeah. So at first I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But then when they they go, they show the speeds at which he's going, I was like, that fin would do absolutely nothing at that velocity. <laughs> absolutely nothing. Yeah. 
So yeah, it was. It became laughable after that. So that's yeah. where that's where I went in this. Well, that that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, m- my mind's blown because I I don't I do not even remember that conversation <laughs> happening. I just thought you had a weird, goofy looking helmet. Yeah. Yeah, I do, I do like the way it looks, but the the actual like design of it, I think, is totally stupid. Um, the, they thought that they could pass that off. So anyway, um, I'm going to start. What else uh, have you been watching on Disney Plus? Because I have a direct tie-in to, okay. to this, and I t- kind of teased this a few weeks ago. Um, there is a du- Disney Junior show that came out in 2019. I think they're about to start season two. Um, possibly i've only seen a couple episodes of it it's clearly for kids okay it's disney jr uh it's called the rocketeer so um it is a uh young girl she's a seven-year-old girl uh who is uh her her name is kit secord or secord whatever she's the direct lineage of cliff so like she's cliff's um granddaughter i think um she lives in nowadays or great granddaughter or something like that um she uh the jetpack has been like dormant for like 60 or 70 years but it is a literal direct sequel to the movie um it's a it's a television show for kids um it's cgi animation the whole bit uh very colorful very silly for for you know preschoolers yeah um I'm going to just read the synopsis real quick. It's um, she is secretly next in line to become the rocketeer, a jetpack wearing superhero who can fly armed with her cool new gear and secret identity. Kit takes to the skies to protect, protect Hughesville and its residents from danger, assisting her on her heroic adventures are her best friends, Tesh bulldog sidekick, butch like a literal dog and airplane mechanic, grandfather Ambrose. Okay. That's what it is. It's the, the guy that helps her is, her grandfather Ambrose Secord, which is Cliff's son, so it, she's the great granddaughter of Cliff from the movie. Um, Hughesville, yeah, very very Hughesville. clever, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, she basically gets the the family jet back on her seventh birthday. Uh, it's kind of insinuated that like every every member of the lineage has worn it at some point. And she's just the next one to receive it. Um, Dave Secord, who is also in this. TV show. I think maybe her dad uh, is voiced by Billy Campbell. Hmm. So the, the guy that played Cliff in the movie is the dad. That's crazy. In this show, which is crazy to me that they did that. Full circle. Yeah. Uh, Kit's, uh, he's Kit's father who is a stunt pilot, which is where Kit gets her passion for flying. Um, if you have uh, young kids, I would I would maybe even emphasize girls because it is a, a girl, you know, hero movie or TV show rather. Um, it's a, it's a recommend. I, I've, I've seen only a couple episodes of it. Um, Jordan has watched it, has not gotten into it as much as other shows, but to me, it's like, um, it's a, it's a very different kind of show, but to, to me, it's like, if your kid loves Doc McStuffins, mm-hmm. I think the Rocketeer is an easy sell. It's, it's got the same kind of color palette, um, the same kind of voice acting, um, the it's, it's, um, it, you know, if they're into PJ masks or like other kids shows that are like hero based, um, it, it fits right in line with all those. And it's available for free on Disney plus. The whole first season is on there. So you're so, saying you like the show more than the movie there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's a great, that's a great question. Yes. I say yes to that question. Um, it is 
uh, one of the few shows that I could legit sit down with my four year old daughter and be attentive to the screen the entire time and enjoy myself. Like yeah. there, I could not say that for a lot of the other shows that she watches, but this show is actually pretty good. Um, the writing's good. It's a lot, all of it's a lot better than the movie. So, okay. uh, so yeah, check out if you have uh, young kids, if you're an adult, this is probably not your go-to on <laughs> Disney plus, but uh, if you have young kids, check out the rocketeer um, season one is on Disney plus. So yeah. Anyway, I wanted to mention that since we were talking about rocketeer. Um, have you checked out anything on, I know you came off of like just, a hellish week this yeah. last week. Um, not really. Um, the only thing I've really watched on Disney Plus is The Rocketeer, and woof. <laughs> You'll never get that time back. No. Hey, thankfully it was only an hour and forty minutes. Like yeah. a lot of these MC movies are like two twenty-five or whatever. It's it like could okay, have been worse. Yeah. There you go. So, <laughs> I mean, it could have been uh, End Game. Where, but it could have sucked. Yeah, <laughs> it could have been the length of Endgame and sucked. Dude, what if what if we went to go see Endgame in theaters and it was terrible, terrible. Yeah, like get me out of here. I want to poke a fork in my eye. It's bad. That would have been the worst. Yeah, the absolute worst. Um, twelve years down the toilet. <laughs> what if what if the what if Endgame was just the Rocketeer? Like they just like changed the name of the movie and <laughs> just released <laughs> the Rocketeer. <laughs> People be like, what happened to the snap? Um, anyway. <laughs> Thanos is now related to Cliff. Yeah. He's he's in the lineage of the, the Rocketeers. Uh, okay. Well, um, this is a shorter episode, which I'm totally fine with. Um, we, we wanted to get back into the saddle. We're probably going to end up recording twice this week just yeah. to catch up. Um, so uh, next week's episode is D3. We, we've If you've not, if you're just joining us for this podcast you've not been aware of anything we've done before this episode um for whatever reason you saw the rocketeer and say i want to listen to that episode (laughs) uh i hope you enjoy this we're actually positive people for the most part we're pretty glowing about most of the things we review on this podcast occasionally we get into a a bad one but um we didn't come into this episode thinking it'd be a bad one though no to let our audience know we didn't pick this movie so we could totally trash a movie. No. If you want to hear uh, Grant and I talk about horrible movies, check out the Horrible Movie yes. Podcast. That's a real podcast. The Horrible Movie Podcast where we just you know slam movies. for. Yeah. Uh, we hun- literally pick movies because they're bad. <laughs> no. The, the, the intention of this was actually to watch a great movie, and, and I apologize. I, I, I should have done my homework um, before watching this one, but... I, I am glad that I went back to watch it just so I know that it's not good. Like I, I, I needed to like have my mind made up about this movie and my mind is definitely made up. And the thing is, I talked to you yesterday and told you I hadn't seen it. Yeah. I didn't, and you I, didn't say anything. I didn't want to tip you off. <laughs> I didn't want to color your opinion before you watched it. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> what if you did that? What if I did that for, uh, or you did that for me? Like, D3 or whatever mm-hmm. you're like oh it's like the best movie you'll ever see in your life and then it's like, I watch it and I'm like it's really really good but it's not the best movie I've ever seen in my life I don't know maybe it will that's be. in two weeks yeah Hocus Pocus <laughs> oh Hocus Pocus is coming up <laughs> so that's a great transition uh, into uh, just a reminder we said this at the top of the show but uh, D3 uh, is coming up next in your podcast feed uh, so if you've not seen um, any of the movies we go back and, and listen to our other reviews over the last couple of months, we've reviewed both of them. Mm-hmm. So, um, the, the original mighty ducks and D two colon the mighty ducks. Uh, we did reviews on both of those and then we're reviewing D three colon 
the mighty ducks yeah um on this on this next episode so uh Take it from me. Go back and listen to those episodes. Um, I'm watching for the entire series for the first time. Grant's a, a veteran yeah, uh, to the series. Yeah, love those movies. Um, but uh, these movies are way better than you think they are if you've yeah. never seen them. So uh, definitely check out the first two movies and then watch the third movie for next week. We'll talk about that. And then after that, it's going to be Hocus Pocus, um, the weekend before Halloween. And then, uh, like I said before, we're going to get into Mandalorian after that. And that... Uh, first episode we'll record probably on um, maybe on the 31st if, if we don't have Halloween stuff going on uh, it'll come out either the 31st or the November 1st probably um, that first episode of Mandalorian uh, just plan on that being just all Mandalorian talk we'll probably have a guest on the show um, and all three of us will kind of hash it out so uh, very very excited about Mandalorian it cannot come soon enough for me uh, anything else you wanted to leave our listeners with um if you're playing a game of what should I watch on Disney Plus, <laughs> pick something else than the Rocketeer. Um, pick D3. Yeah, go watch D3. And But, I mean, when we did Pirates of the Caribbean, that was a train wreck, yes. too. That's probably the, that's one of the only other bad things yeah. we've reviewed. If you want to hear more negative talk because you just love it, like you just eat it for breakfast. And the one and only Ivan. Yeah, we were not... Those three. We were not like angry at the one and only Ivan, but we just we just didn't, didn't care for it for, yeah. uh, more than anything. Uh, go back and listen to me and Jack talk about um, episodes uh, five through eight of the Clone Wars season seven. We were like so negative, like maybe even more negative than this Rocketeer. Yeah. We, were, we were like legit... If you want to hear Jack and I, um, Jack was a previous co-host of, of the show. Uh, Jack and I just like literally just get angry. Like we were just getting <laughs> mad, mad on the air as we were talking. Uh, those are good episodes to go back to. For the most part, we are pretty, uh, pretty, pretty positive on the show. So, uh, and I'm, I can almost assure you the, the next episode is going to be us just glowing, glowing, glowing about D3. So, uh, tune in for that next week. Um, if you have any ideas about what you want to hear about on this podcast, we've got good hit, or bad. Yeah. Yeah. We, <laughs> I would love to do bad movies as well as good movies. Um, we're both big fans of Hocus Pocus, but if you yeah. hate, if you hate Hocus Pocus, <laughs> if it's like the worst holiday film you've ever seen right into the show i'll i'll play your audio or or your comments i'll read your comments uh all you have to do is email disney plus reviews that's plus spelled out disney plus reviews at hotmail.com uh or send us a review of something that you've watched maybe it's something we haven't even reviewed about a, re- a reviewed or talked about on the show uh we'd love to include you so we're getting a little bit of a following with the show we're we're starting to get uh, more and more listeners every week so uh, thank you thank you for listening and um, hanging out with us. This is a good yeah. time. So it's been good. Yeah, it's I, been a good run. I enjoy this. Um, and Grant, you're the best co-host that's ever been on the show. No, I'm, I'm only saying that because that I'm only saying that because Jack doesn't listen. I'm I'm pretty sure he, he's gonna. Yeah, he, Jack. He's gonna he, listen to this he, episode and then he's gonna. Jack, me, you heard that on. correctly. <laughs> Phil says I am a better co-host than you. No, I love both of you brothers. Uh, you guys are are my bros. We love you too, Phil. Um. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, We'll see you. uh, Talk to you next time for D3.